Welcome to the Solarpreneur Podcast, where we teach you to take your solar business to the next level. My name is Taylor Armstrong, and I went from $50 in my bank account and struggling for groceries to closing 150 deals in a year and cracking the code on why sales reps fail. I teach you how to avoid the mistakes I made and bring in the top solar dogs of the industry to let you in on the secrets of generating more leads, following up like a pro, and closing more deals. What is a solarpreneur, you might ask? A solarpreneur is a new breed of solar pro that is willing to do whatever it takes to achieve mastery, and you are about to become one. What's going on, solarpreneurs? I am stoked today. We got an exciting episode because we got someone that everyone should know. If you've been in door-to-door sales or just like funny memes, then you definitely know this guy. We've got the master memer on the interwebs himself, Mr. Uh, Rick Martinez. So Rick, thanks for finally hopping on the show with us, my man. Thanks, Taylor. Appreciate, appreciate it, man. It, it took us a while, but we, uh, we, we're, we're finally doing it. Yeah, I know. I was just telling uh, Rick before the show, him and Tony Robbins have been, been the two hardest guys to get on the podcast. Haven't quite got Tony Robbins on yet, but... <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no way! <laughs> But uh, Rick took a while too, because he's a busy guy and he's all over the place. And we'll talk about that. But uh, no, we were just in Key West, Florida, hanging out at the uh, Knockstar event. And we were planning to do a show there, but um, Rick, he was kind of helping out. Things got busy and couldn't make it happen. So like, all right, well, got modern technology. Just hop on the Zoom and finally making it happen. So thanks again, Rick. Yep. Thanks, Taylor. Um, Appreciate being on, man. Let's yeah. let's dive into it, bro. What exactly are we gonna share with the people today? <laughs> well, we got something exciting. It's always exciting when you have Rick on. So, Rick, do you want to? Uh, I don't know. Maybe introduce how you got into door to door and how you first started making your memes. I guess a little background on him, real quick. He runs the meme page No Slisting, bro, which is like you know the biggest. I don't know, door-to-door entertainment page, I would say, hands down. It's been entertaining door-to-door sales reps for years and years now. Everyone loves him, and he's been successful in pest control, uh, solar, and that's actually how we first met is because we both sold for a company called New Power here in uh, Southern California back in the day. So uh, just a little introduction for you, Rick. But yeah, do you want to, I don't know, go a little more in depth how you got in the door to door first and um, started up your meme page, all that good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, of course. So I started in door to door back in 2014, um, six months after I got home from my LDS uh, mission, uh, my buddy, he was like, dude, you do so well at this. You do so well at this, but I was just, I was hesitant. So I spent six months working as a painter's assistant at an auto body shop, working 40, 50, even 60 hours some weeks. And I finally gave in, went out on a Saturday, set a deal. And then that later that week it closed. And I was told that I was going to make like $1,400 off of that one deal. And I was like, are you kidding me? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, what the heck? So the next Saturday I go out and I book three more. They all close. And I think like two weeks later, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm quitting my, my, my day job and I'm doing solar full time. So from 2014 up until like 2017 ish, I was with a company called new power built, help them build that thing out quite a bit. That's where Armstrong and I had met. And then I took a little bit of a break, um, tried out pest control with active 
and then I was selling with Aptive in 2018 when I started the No Soliciting Bro meme page. I was just going through a lot of anxiety, some depression at the time, um, and my way to cope was memes. So nice. I found a page called Summer Sales Fails, and I thought to myself, I can make way better memes and way better content. So that's what I started doing. And yeah. since then, yeah, it's taken three years for the page to take off, but now um, I don't think I can go into any sales team without somebody knowing me. I can't fly into Utah or walk around <laughs> Provo without someone knowing who I am, which is yeah. actually kind of insane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, everyone knows Rick. And if you go to like door-to-door con or something with this guy, you feel like he's the wolf of Wall Street in there. He's just got, you know, ladies surrounding him, just crowds of people, just like, no soliciting, bruh. So it's a pretty <laughs> surreal experience. And uh, I always joke just because me and Rick, we've gone to a lot of events together over the years. And it used to be where we were like hanging out on equal footing at these events. But but now, <laughs> now it happened. He gets lost in the crowd pretty quick because I feel like people are kind of walking around, for, you know, asking for autographs and all that <laughs> stuff. <laughs> so, so I feel glad to know Rick before he was, you know, super famous and uh, everyone knew him. Yeah. But no, you've had a ton of success now. And isn't it funny that back in the day, we were so stoked over making like a thousand bucks on a solar deal. Bro, and now it's make, like, people, remember, people are making that. I remember being pumped about making 400 bucks a kilowatt. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. That oh was like, gosh, 400 bucks as a kilowatt as a closer selling a 21 cent PPA. Mm-hmm. Man. <laughs> I know it's crazy. Well, because well, when you're comparing that to pest control, that's like, you know, crazy money. You're like, no way, you make mm-hmm. over a thousand. Because that was my background too. I came from pest control, and you're making, you know, maybe I don't know, a couple hundred bucks. I know you guys making are making more in pest now too, but, but yeah, that's pretty crazy how far things have come. So tell me though, Rick, why did you decide to uh, kind of? I know you've been in pest now. You've been doing. Now you're back doing a little bit of solar, but yeah, why did you decide to try out pests coming from uh, solar, you know, and you so, can make all these good commissions? So the, the first time I did it, honestly, I was sold on, on the location. Okay. My recruiter told me that we were going to Long Island, New York, and he sold me on the fact that like, dude, we're in Long Island, we can go to Manhattan, and I was like, okay, cool, yeah. He offered me some ridiculous, like really good deal that at the time I was like, yeah, I mean, this is fine. But yeah. my whole thing was I, I just wanted to go to New York. Yeah. So I went and I did well. I sold like a little over 150 with like a 690 contract value. Okay. Um, and I was like, and they're like, dude, that's so good. I'm like, really? So the whole time, like, yeah, like the sales were there, but I was there just to go to New York, bro. Like for me, going to New York was a dream. So yeah. I did that. The next year I took off. Last year I went back in. Um, it's so pest control is such a fun sale, right? Yeah. Imagine like setting, if you can get a really good area where you can set a crap ton of deals, that's like the equivalent of selling a pest control account. Hmm. You okay. can go in and just, I mean, with setting, you clearly don't get paid for the sets. Yeah. Um, but with pest control, it's like that simple. You go in, Hey, you got bugs. This is what we're doing. Oh, you're with someone else this is why people have been switching over to us and you just close them, get them set up, get them serviced and you get paid. 
Yeah, love it. No, it is a quick sell. Yeah, how have you seen some similarities since you switched, you know, back and forth now, kind of from pests to solar? Do you feel like there's been a lot of things that have helped you that you've learned in pests that you've been able to like apply to solar now? As you've been oh, yeah, big time. Big time. Yeah, big time. Yeah, big like, time. Just like, like the option close. So does the morning or afternoon work better for my for my uh, specialist to pop by? Okay, nice. The option close. Uh, trying trying to get them outside the house, t- t- taking them to the meter. Um, this is one of the things that I learned from uh, McCarthy that we did a long time ago mm-hmm. was uh, downloading the Sunseeker app mm-hmm. and taking them around the house and showing them on the app on your iPad where, where the sun hours are at and say, so this is more than likely where the panels would go. And then okay. just getting them to move around the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's money. Yeah, that is a huge difference. And yeah, it's funny you say that because I'm actually working right now on here on Jason Newby's team. A lot of our top guys came from pests and that's all they talk about too is they're just pulling people out, out off the door. They're pulling people to the meter, to the backyard. And I feel like it's just location, but getting people in like a different, you know, kind of mental state. Because as you know, behind the doors, people are a lot of times super reserved, super guarded. Like, what are you doing here? When we can get them outside of their castle there, they like, it's crazy how much they open up. And, you know, you try a clo- the exact same clothes you maybe just tried at the door. It'll work just because you're, you know, outside, uh, you know, on their porch or in a different location with them or inside the home. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. And one of the things that, that I took from solar that I started applying my first summer in past was um, trying to get inside the home. Now, yeah. when I was when I was in Long Island, um, it would it would rain a lot. I think that was the one thing that I didn't like about Long yeah. how much it tough. rained. So yeah. I made it really simple. I'm like, cool. I, I just got to fill this out with you real quick. Is there a sm- is there a small corner at the kitchen table I could borrow to fill this out? Mm-hmm. Lean in. They would give me some resistance. I'd be like, do you want me to take my shoes off? If they said yes or no, I would either take my shoes off or not and walk in. Yeah, I'd be in. I'd, I'd be inside people's homes. I'd be at the kitchen table, sign, signing them up for pest control, nice. and then just open up the conversation. And then they would more than likely give me referrals. Nice, love that. Yeah, that's straight from New Power right there. Yeah, breast drone on that <laughs> so many times. It's like they can't say no to letting you in. You're like, yeah, I, I asked you, do you want me to take my shoes off? I didn't ask you. Like, can I come yeah. in? <laughs> like, just transition straight to that question. But no, that's a fire question for our solarpreneurs that are listening. Yeah, you need to be using questions like that. Super assumptive, getting inside homes. Which side of the house is your meter on? Because um, at that point, you're just being assumptive. You're not asking them yes or no. Like, do you want to do it? And I think yeah. that's been a one been a one of the biggest keys for my success if I've had, and uh, probably you too, right, Rick? Mm-hmm. In solar. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, love that. And no, I think there's a ton of things that apply. And I would say just like in the, the work ethic too, because was that an adjustment for you coming from solar where at New Power, we were only doing like, I don't know, four or five hours maybe on the doors yeah. and pest control. They're like, all right, Rick, you got to come out. We're going from uh, 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. or whatever it was. Was yeah. that like an adjustment for you? Were you like, holy big, big time adjustment. I was like, dude, these guys are crazy. <laughs> I cannot do 12 hours on the doors, but I got used to it, bro. And then during, during competition, dude, this, this, this is what these pest control companies do well mm-hmm. is they, they get these kids so hyped up on competition 
that I remember in my the the latest sale I ever made was in the, was in an Indian neighborhood because I we knew that Indians were going to be up super late. And my yeah. last sale of the day, I started. I knocked this guy's house at eleven forty, and I and I left his house just a little after midnight. Wow, <laughs> crazy. And as I, I had I had never talked to this guy before. I, I saw that the garage was open. People were in the garage talking. Mm-hmm. I go up and I'm like, hey, look, like we're in the middle of a competition and we are getting down to the wire. Nice. Like if we win, this is what we win. We do pest control. I'm going to take care of you. And then the haggling started. <laughs> That's awesome. And then, I, and then I price dropped them as low as I could so we can get enough points for the sale. Yeah. I'm like, look, tell you what. This is what I'll do. This is the best, the best I can do. And nice. he took it. That's freaking awesome. Did it help? Did, did you pass for Indian? Did he see your yeah. darker skin? And yeah. <laughs> oh, you're my brother. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. No, that's good. Yeah, if you can get those Indians. Hopefully he gave you a referral chain too. They give you like four referrals after that. I wish, no. Uh, he, he, he told me, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll refer you to everyone, everyone. Anywhere for me to anybody, but that's fine because the only thing we needed, the only thing I needed was the sales so we can win. Yeah, that's good. I love that competition clothes helps a lot when people don't see that you're, you're bought into a competition and people just naturally want to help out. So I yeah. use that a lot in solar too. Dude, it happened so much. Like even this last year, like when I was going up in the masters, like the one-on-one, mm-hmm. I would tell people like, look, um, I don't know about you, but I, I hate losing. So tell you what, I'm in the competition right now me and one of the best guys in the company <laughs> was my mm-hmm. line um and and i would show them like i i would pull up on my app and i'd show them the actual competition like look i do pest control right i take care of the bugs it's nothing crazy if i can get you done while i'm out of here this is what i'm willing to do yeah i would show them like i would show them like the regular price regular price for what i would do but then I would bring in McCarthy's model home clothes and be like, look, honestly, if I can just get you done as like a marketing home for me, this, this is what I'm willing to do. I'm willing to drop it instead of this to this. Mm-hmm. The only thing I ask is that if you use social media, just give me a shout out on your Facebook or on Nextdoor. If you can give me a shout out on the Nextdoor app, mm-hmm. I, I will even do the first one for free. Nice. Boom. And then that way it gets me publicity out there. It gets people to know who I am. And then some referrals would trickle in that way. Yeah. That's sweet. And then would you ever pull up to the next door and be like, Hey, I'm the guy that they're posting about on the next door. Did they exactly. tell you to pass them by? Uh-huh. Exactly. Nice. So oh, I, I, w- I would have her do it right then and there. Um, yeah. Depending on the situation, sometimes I would have a technician in like literally in the area and I would text the tech. I'd be like, Hey Mark, I'm, I'm getting one down. I'm, I'm getting one right now. And I drop him my pin. And then by the time I was signing docs, he was rolling up. Yeah. Wow. That's my dude dude it's it's money it's money and then from there i would have her post on the next door app right then and there nice that's like, cool. you have, do you have do you have your phone on you cool can you pull up the next door app okay um do you mind if i just take over and i just type in the thing put my number in and then i'd be like cool so you, you can post it i just have her click post and there we go nice no that's yeah that's insane how good that stuff works i had a guy on our team last week he got like six deals in this i think in one street or something just from doing that Uh just the exact same thing just having people post on the neighborhood facebook group next door 
and then just saying, Hey, I'm the solar guy out here that they've been posting about in the groups. Did you already see it? Yeah. And then I think half the time they're like, Oh yeah, yeah, we saw that. Yeah. Yeah. I guess they said you're going to come by and it's like instant credibility, instant trust. It's basically a referral yeah. at that point that you're closing. Yep. So exactly. yeah, that's something I've, yeah, I haven't tried really tried the next door stuff, but yeah, I think, uh, for those that are listening, make sure you're utilizing the power of the social medias and, you know, all the next door stuff, because that's how people go from skeptical on the doors to, you know, knowing you're going to be there and knowing you're going to come by. So uh, that's good stuff, Rick. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, something I did want to transition into, though, a little bit. I know you talked just how um, you've gone through phases, you know, ups and downs, like I'm sure a lot of us have. You've uh, gone through like some depression. I know some, you know, mental side of things. And that's uh, the reason I want to touch on that. It's super common in door to door. I know a lot of people struggle with uh, the depression, the mental stuff that's going on in people's heads. Um, so what if, do you have some, uh, I don't know, advice for people that are struggling with those things or just like the mental aspect, things that have helped you to continue in this industry for what are you going on? Like seven, eight years now you've been doing all this stuff. Yeah, I'm I'm going on my seventh year. Wow, that's crazy. So, yeah. um, I would say first and foremost, um, depression is real, anxiety is real. So if it's really bad, then go get help. Okay. First and foremost. Um, secondly, a lot of the time, it's it's situational anxiety and situational depression, meaning that it's it's things that we've done to put us into this situation. You know, ultimately, the the most common thing is is and in the beginning, we start doing all the little things that brings us, brings us success. Mm-hmm. Once we have the success, we stop doing the little things that got us to where we were at. And yeah. we just expect to coast off of that confidence, off of the skill set, off of whatever it is that, that, that got us to that success. Yeah. Um, I would say focus more on the action rather than focusing on the results. So many of us are fixated on... I, I need to make a sale today. I need to do this. I need to do that. And then they just, what do they do? They roll out of bed 20 minutes before the meeting, before the meeting or 20 minutes before they have to leave the correlation mm-hmm. at the correlation. They're not getting any training. Right. They're not reading. They're not studying. They just show up and expect things to happen. Right. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's, it's, it just comes down to the actions. Like focus on the little things like, you know, river Skinner and I, we post every day about winning our mornings. Yeah. Um, River's doing power hour. I do what I need to do. Um, yeah. Ultimately, if you can stack as many wins as you can, the success will come. Yeah. So if, if you find yourself in a slump, one of the things that I've recently talked with a lot of people is I've approached it in more of like a therapeutical manner, meaning that, <clears throat> okay, what happened for you to get into the slump? Yeah. You know, what, what may have caused it? Is it a mental slump? Is it like an emotional slump? Is it, what is it? You know, what, first let's classify what kind of slump it is. For most people, it's sales. Okay. Let's understand we're in the, we're in the last little bit of the summer. Mm -hmm. That's okay. People tend to, you know, work really hard in the beginning, but they can't maintain that. So what, what, what did you stop dropping off last month? You stopped reading, you stopped reading the training manual. Cool. Well, go back and start doing that. Yeah. If you can, if you can figure out what caused the slump, then you know how to one prevent any future slumps um, in the future. But you can go and fix the slump that you're currently in. Yeah. So go back, figure out what it is that may have caused it. 
start working on that, start working on a few other things. Just, just, it just comes down to work. Yeah, but I agree. Sometimes salespeople were, were very egotistical, mm-hmm. meaning that we have a lot of pride. Yeah. <clears throat> Sometimes we just, you just got to swallow your pride and accept that, Hey, you put yourself in this situation and now it's your turn to, now it's on you to pull yourself out. Yeah. I like that. It's like what Taylor McCarthy always says, first comes act, uh, was it first comes the action, then comes the motivation. Exactly. And uh, yeah, a lot of guys, they're just not doing enough of the action bottom line and they're expecting motivation to come first. So I think it's super helpful going and analyzing those things. Like most people have tasted some sort of success in door to door at this point. So this is actually like an exercise that I'm having one of my, uh, coaching students go through right now is just go write down all the things that made you successful all the things you did during the day when you had a ton of success or during the week you had a ton of success and most of the time it's completely different than the things they're doing right now like like you said they're not waking up at the same time they're not going through a routine they're just rolling out of bed going to the correlation so I think those are all super important things to go and just do an analysis of really what are you doing now with your day? What are you doing with your routines? And chances are you're probably doing different things if you're not experiencing the success or experiencing the right mental state that you need to be. So yeah, um, I like that though. And I think um, I wanted to ask you because like you're always traveling, you're always on the road and for me, that's tough to like stay in the right mental state when I'm always, uh, you know, like traveling all over the place and like you're in a hotel room right right now. So um, do you feel like you've had to adjust like being on the road so much? I feel like at this point you're like a, you're like Mr. Circus. You're in so many different places. <laughs> <laughs> like you're always just in new environments to new people and new places. So was that hard for you? Like traveling around so much or you just kind of yeah, like adjust it's, to it's, it now? It's hard. It's hard. I mean, it's, it, it, it's hard on anybody. It just yeah. comes down to just, I mean, the best salespeople are those who are adaptable bottom yeah. line. Um, it's almost like <clears throat> the sales rep that asks, "Oh, do you, do you do you sell more in like rich areas or poor or poor areas?" Mm-hmm. My response is, "It doesn't matter where you put me. I'm just I'm just gonna go talk to people and I'm gonna figure out how how I need to adjust my presentation mm-hmm. so these people will buy." Yeah, and that's, that's what it is. It's, it's it's just adjusting, and just like anything in life, I think even in sales, right? You have to have like a skeleton, like an outline of what you're going to do. For me, it comes down to my mornings. It comes down to how I wind down at the end of the day. And a big factor is the people who are around me. So if I can get around like really, really good, high performing individuals, it makes it simpler on me to be able to adjust to the market, to adjust to where I'm at. If I'm the high producer and I'm, you know, the guy that people are supposed to look up to, then it's a little bit harder. And yeah. I got to put in more work behind the scenes. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, and that's why it's, I mean, some people aren't as good as that. I know for me, sometimes it's tough to be that way too, like the high producer and um, be the best guy and everything. So for people that struggle, I mean, consider getting on a team where there are like high producers and um, people eating from them because that starts to wear at you. I know there's times at, at New Power Ricky where maybe we didn't have as many guys and stuff. And then I knew going out in the car group that I was going to have to be the one to actually, like, you know, jump out of the car and go sell that day. And mm-hmm. yeah, I, that's fine. I did that for, 
you know, a long time, but then it starts to like wear on you if you're constantly having to be the one that has to get out and be the one to go hit that first door. So um, just something to consider for guys who are struggling, get some people that you don't have to drag everywhere and consider getting around like higher level people, which I know you're around high level people all the mm-hmm. time traveling. Yeah. So, I mean, in, in that case, it, it makes it simpler, it makes it yeah. simpler for me to adjust, but dude, it's yeah. still hard. Like yeah. I've, I've been in every time zone this month. Wow. Like I just yeah, realized crazy. that last night or actually this morning at breakfast, I was talking to this girl and um, I remembered that I was doing a podcast with you and I'm like, shoot, I can't remember what time is that. And then she's like, how do you not remember? I'm like, cause he's in California and I'm here. And then yeah. we just started talking and then I told her, yeah, I, I think I've been in every time zone this month. And just like her face was like, what? Like, how, how are you still functioning? <laughs> I know. Yeah, I don't know how you do it. I mean, me and Rick will go to events and you're up like helping people all night, talking, getting back at three in the morning. And then he's up at 6 a.m. for a workout. I'm like, dude, you, <laughs> you're freaking nuts. <laughs> so you're, def- you're a different breed, man, for sure. But um, speaking of like events and stuff, Ricky, um, we've like we we're talking about, we've been to a lot of events. We go to these things. Uh, I think we both have that mindset of learning, which is awesome and trying to make connections with people. So how have you, I don't know, what's your reasoning for going to all these events and how do you feel like they've helped you and contributed and you like up leveling in your success and everything? Dude, it goes back to when you and I were both at New Power. We, so I guess, for example, let's, let's take a step back. Um, John C. Maxwell in the, in the 21 uh, Laws of Leadership talks about the law of the lid, mm-hmm. right? Like your, your success will only be as high <clears throat> as your highest performer or mm-hmm. as high as your, your leadership, your management will allow you to get. Mm-hmm. Dude, we saw it. I mean, granted, we were trained by really good salespeople, okay. but that's all we knew. Yeah. So when I left and well, when, when we both left and we started going to these events, we re, for me, I think I realized that there's so much more I can learn out there. Yeah. And I'd be doing a disservice to myself if I just stuck with one form or one way of selling. Yeah. And now it's cool to see you're so like abundant because I mean, on your page, you're always promoting different people's like training programs and trying to help guys out and um you know making connections with guys so that's another thing i wanted to ask you like how have you been able to just i don't know build all these connections because it's not just like you've gone to the events and the courses like everyone knows you you can go up and talk to like taylor mccarthy obviously you guys are super tight and you're helping them promote and um co-divers all these guys so how have you been able to like build these relationships with them and um just kind of like i don't know put yourself out there on like the not just not just uh like the professional relationship but you're like legit buddies with all these dudes and like hanging out with them and stuff i guess so so the so the key to build relationships for me is the is the value that i bring right cool. aside yeah. from like my page the value that rick brings to the marketplace right yeah it's just about adding value um yeah. luckily for me the the platform that i have allows me to bring ex- existential amount of value yeah um so yeah with like code ivers pessy mccarthy 
um, and even like recently, like Jake Hess, you know, like some of these people who I've been connecting with, it's like, it's what, what can I do? Because ultimately, you're right. You, you mentioned this a little bit earlier, so the, this abundance um, mentality is there is no one perfect training course. Yeah. There is no one perfect way of selling. You need to take a little bit of everything from everyone and apply it to make it your own. Yeah. So whether it is, you know, Soul Society, Knockstar, ODK, the Solar Academy, I would say buy them all. Yeah. Like be especially like if you're in solar. Here's here's my mindset behind it. This solar solar's only gonna be good for so long. Right. And recently I, <clears throat> I, I read a quote that says that if you're lazy and you're not working hard, it's because you're not grateful for the opportunity. Yeah. So how, how like many that. of us in five or 10 years down the road are going to look back and think, dude, I should have done more, man. I, I missed out. I do it all the time because we, we had, um, we had an option back in the day called green day. You, you remember that? Uh, no, I don't actually. <laughs> Was that a new power? What yeah, dude, it, it was that new power. So I think, <clears throat> so what it was, was a super simple PPA. It was through CPM for like clean, clean power finance. Uh, okay. It was like before Sunrun and Sonova became super huge in, in the marketplace. Yeah. You can legit go in and sign them up same day within 20 minutes. Oh, wow. Maybe that was before I was there. I don't Maybe, remember that. It was like 2015, I think. 2015, 2016, somewhere around there. Okay. Anyways, um, dude, like... I kicked myself in the foot so much because I saw a little pocket in Temecula where I did like three same days. Wow. And I, and, 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 and I called it good for like a week. <laughs> yeah. That's what people do. <laughs> but dude, like, like looking back on it, like, yeah, like why, that's why I work so hard, bro. It's because I, I saw the upper, I see the opportunity that I had. Yeah. And I was a lazy bastard. I, I settled for three same days and I'm like, no, dude, I'm good. I, I made enough money to go dick around for a little bit, you know? <laughs> yeah, I know. That's so easy to do that though. And just like, I don't know, that's another thing to your point before. I think that's another reason why it's important to go to events and surround yourself by higher level people because like where we used to think maybe three same days was like unreal good. Now we go to a Knockstar event and Taylor McCarthy did five deals in a day probably made, I don't know, yeah, like 30, 40 grand, whatever in a day. So it's like getting around these higher level people, you think you're doing good then. It's like, go join some of these competitions, go join Knockstar, um, go get in some of these groups. Then you're really going to see guys who are doing insane amounts of deals. Because exactly. yeah, this stuff blows my mind. Like going to the events, where's your mind not blown at some of these events, seeing the numbers some of these guys oh, are putting up. Down. No doubt, dude. Dude, sometimes, and here's the crazy thing is you, you bring up McCarthy. Yeah. Dude, sometimes McCarthy will text me when he's not being active on social media. He's like, bro, I just threw down four same days. <laughs> I'm like, are you kidding me, bro? It's no big deal, yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, he just texts me and, you know, he's like, bro, like, I like went out and I did this. So I tried out this new thing. I got four same days, bro. Wow. I'm like, what the? <laughs> what? <laughs> I know, you know, it's crazy. <clears throat> Yeah. But it, it comes down to this. So going going back to the, the training, I, I I distinctly remember the same day or like the week that, that I got those three same days in Temecula. Mm -hmm. um, we had just learned a new way of like trying to get inside the home. Uh, okay. And I did it. 
So the reason why I say buy up all these training programs is because the reason sales reps become, I think, stagnant is because they have nothing else to apply and they think that they know it all. Yeah. So if, if you take one thing from this course and you go and you apply it today, as you do it and you see it work, it creates this level of excitement. Yeah, for sure. And you want to do it over and over and over again, right? But that one thing is going to get boring after a while. The same way like a kid gets bored with its toys, they go and they find a new toy. Yeah. Right? So start, start learning different things to apply. But if you only have one, like your company training, how fast are you going to go through that, that, that training platform? Yeah. Pretty damn fast. Right. Mm-hmm. And if that person is only can like, if that person's best month is like 20 deals in a month, then you're now limited to 20 deals in the month. Yeah. It makes it so much harder to get 20, 21 deals in the month. But if you start learning from all these different people, all these different courses, you start investing in yourself. Now you're going to raise that lid. Yeah. No, super powerful stuff. And yeah, that's why I respect people like you, like River. Like I just saw a River post a few weeks ago that he went and, or maybe it was last month or something, but he goes and buys door to door you. Um, like he's, I mean, he's producing at a high level. He's closing tons of deals. And guys like you and him, you're still looking for ways to level up and improve. And Ricky's at every single, you know, Knockstar event and everything. And like you probably have half the stuff McCarthy says memorized at this point because I know you talked to him <laughs> so much and had him on the, your podcast and everything. But no, it's huge. Just invest in yourself. And that's what we're trying to do at Soul Society too um, is just bring in guys that are producing. It's not just my training course, but we're bringing in guys who are producing at a high level. Uh, the Jay Kesses, the McCarthys, they're all on there and we're trying to get them in one place and keep adding content monthly so it keeps it fresh. Cause I think that's what guys need. And that's how, like you said, that's how they can keep themselves from getting stagnant and just falling back into old habits. They're investing in themselves and trying to improve. Um, but yeah, speaking of all that, Rick, I know you travel around as we talked about all the time and you're seeing teams that uh, maybe you're seeing good and bad, but I know you're traveling to a lot of high level teams so as in your uh, travels there with the Martinez Circus, have you seen anything that I don't know teams are doing uh, to be successful or anything you notice um, in, in your all your travels going to these different teams? Um, leadership first and foremost. Um, dude, it comes down to the leadership really. management how how well management does Um, for me the for me the the key to a good manager or a leader is someone who continuously works on themselves Mm -hmm. um actually here's one thing that that really sticks out to me mo fala recently um i think it was on my podcast or your podcast but he he talks about when you become a leader you, you become an owner you no longer these people no longer work for you you work for them Mm. oh yeah that's good i think a leader that that can instill that that they work for other people and and they work for their people right yeah um i've been in situations and i've dude i've been in closes where like i've seen closers drop the price down to beat out a bid um Mm -hmm. and i've been in situations where like the closer will do whatever it takes for the setter to get paid Mm. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, 
and after <clears throat> we talk about it and the yeah the clothes is gonna make like two three hundred bucks right because they 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 had to they had to leverage the price so the setter can make their pay yeah yeah that's important though taking care of your you know team your setters they're the ones that are you know feeding the golden goose they're the ones that are helping you get paid so that yeah. is important it is and I, and I mean on the flip side like even seeing some of the setters it's like dude some of the setters have it really well yeah so I guess just this congruent or this fluid dynamic between setters and closers is really good really important to have no one is more important than, than the other because I mean, I've been there, dude. I mean, realistically, what happens if I know? I know you, Taylor, will go out and knock if you need a knock, but you're gonna be like, dude, what the heck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, dude, know. there is so many closers in this industry who are so freaking spoiled that they won't even go knock. Yeah, I know. So, so they just expect deals to come their way. Yeah. I know it's a problem for sure. Easy to get complacent especially if they're running setter closer models and they're getting fed deals. It's like, Oh, I got two hours. This is what I was doing when, when probably last time we were working together, Rick is because mm-hmm. Rick was actually a setter at the time and he was getting me, feeding me lots of deals. So if I had like a two hour break, I'd be like, oh, I'm just going to wait for Rick to go get another same day or <laughs> keep <laughs> me an appointment. <laughs> go grab lunch, go uh, look at some memes, go hang out <laughs> for a little bit. <laughs> So yeah, it's super easy to get complacent and I'm sure you'd agree the best people in the industry though, they're not, yeah, they're, I'm sure they're getting deals too, but like Mike O'Donnell talks about this, how between deals, he's going and getting a no on the doors. He's -hmm. not waiting for the next deal. He's getting fed lots of deals, I know, but between his appointments, if he doesn't have anything, he's going to go, he's going to get at least a couple no's before he goes on to his next thing. And at the end of the day, that's what the top guys are doing. They're not waiting around for the next deal. They're going after, you know, their own appointments too and and keeping up with it. So good uh, good stuff right there. Well, Ricky, I know you're a busy guy out in Texas, um, so I want to be respectful of your time. I know you got memes to create and, uh, <laughs> you know, places to be and all that. Um, but before we have maybe one or two, other questions do you want to tell people um if they don't already know they might be living under a rock if you don't know where to connect with uh, rick at this point but do you want to um i don't know drop where people can connect with you and yeah. anything else you're working on yeah so i'm mostly active on instagram uh, i'm mostly known for the no soliciting bro meme page it's just at no soliciting bro mm-hmm. um, on instagram my personal instagram is rick dot martinez with two z's m-a-r-t-i-n-e-z-z okay um yeah i'm i'm more active on instagram i have a facebook a twitter and a linkedin but i don't ever check those (laughs) okay yeah who checks all that stuff the boring social medias so (laughs) (laughs) okay well cool well rick we love having you on and um my last kind of question that i was thinking of anything you've seen to like not do to like, I don't know, a successful person in door to door. What do you think they're staying away from? Or what do you think they're like cutting out of their lives um, to be successful? Anything you have to say about that? I would say the most successful people that I know. Oh, that's, that's a good one. What are they cutting out? Or what are they adding? Right? 
Uh, yeah, what are they cutting out and what are they not doing? Oh, um... Or if you can think of stuff, they already you can yeah, throw just, that too. Whatever. There, there's doing. there's so many. Um, I would say th- things that take your time away from your craft. Okay. Time time management is huge for a lot of the most successful people that I've seen. Yeah. And I think I've been around just about all of them in a and like in in a personal level. Yeah. To where they have a they have a schedule they have if if they don't have like a legit broken down schedule they have an idea and they know where they where they need to be at what time yeah the more successful people that i've met carry almost an hour by hour hour by hour schedule nice and they plan the night before what they're going to do and then the next day they confirm their plans by what comes up what by what comes up the next day Nice. I think the most successful people that I know don't leave anything up to chance. Yeah. Yeah. That's money. Yeah. And another thing is like, I don't know if you've done this before, Rick, but just doing like a time analysis, that's something that I've seen, you know, top guys do. Cause I think the big problem is a lot of people don't even know where they're spending their time, wasting their time. They think they were, uh, I don't know, maybe knocking for six hours when mm-hmm. really it was like they knocked, they spent 15 minutes on Instagram then they knocked a few more doors. They went and found a gas station. They might might not even know that in their heads. So if you're struggling, that's, I think, another huge key is figure out what you're doing. Do a time study. Write mm-hmm. down for 15 minutes every, you know, every 15, 20 minutes a day exactly what you did. And then that's going to tell you the truth. It's, you know, it's like tracking your progress in the gym too or mm-hmm. tracking your sets. You can't really know what to improve if you don't even know what you did, you know, and kept track of it. So exactly important stuff Warwick. Uh, I know you gotta go uh, hit some doors and stuff, but any, uh, last, last words of advice you want to share with someone with a rep specifically in solar. I know you're in the solar mindset. Any, any final words you want to share? Don't miss out on this opportunity. Okay. Like I, <clears throat> so recently I, I had, I was in a team meeting and um it's it's this thing that rob rob taught us a few years ago <laughs> good, good old rob um he, he talked about two things right life is going to be hard no matter what mm-hmm. um it's just which hard you want it to be there it comes down to two pains the pains of discipline or the pain of regret mm, especially that. if especially if you're working in these markets with high utility rates you cannot afford to not be disciplined you cannot afford to take time off because this time will come and it will come faster than you think and then you're going to be looking back and you're going to be looking at your bank account and you're going to be like i could have worked so much harder i missed out on such a huge opportunity Mm. or you're going to be sitting on investments on whatever it may be and your bank account's going to be exactly where you want it to be if not more and you're going to think like damn like that discipline and that pain of making that sacrifice is, was, was worth it. So I, I know that. for me, I've, I've, I've lived through regret and I, and I'm, and, and I'm not going to do it again. Yeah. Boom. That's fire. Perfect way to end. So for our solarpreneurs, think about that next time you're struggling to get out on the doors, you're struggling to, I don't know, show up to your next appointment. Would you rather have that pain and go through it right now? Or would you rather look back and have the pain of knowing you didn't push as hard 
as you could have. So Rick, thanks for coming on today. Everyone go give Rick a shout out. Let him know you appreciated his content. And more importantly, go follow him on his meme page if you're not already. But let's be honest, you should. Um, so Rick, thanks again for coming on. And we will talk to you soon, my man. Sweet. Thanks, Taylor. Appreciate it, brother. Okay. Peace. Hey, solopreneurs, quick question. What if you could surround yourself with the industry's top performing sales pros, marketers, and CEOs and learn from their experience and wisdom in less than 20 minutes a day? For the last three years, I've been placed in the fortunate position to interview dozens of elite level solar professionals and learn exactly what they do behind closed doors to build their solar careers to an all-star level. That's why I want to make a truly special announcement about the new learning community exclusively for solar professionals to learn, compete, and win with top performers in the industry. And it's called Society. This learning community was designed from the ground up to level the playing field and give solar pros access to proven mentors who want to give back to this community and help you or your team to be held accountable by the industry's brightest minds for, are you ready for it, less than $3.45 a day. Currently, Society is open, launched, and ready to be enrolled. So go to society.co to learn more and join the learning experience now. This is exclusively for solarpreneur listeners, so be sure to go to society.co and join. We'll see you on the inside.